Okay. All right. How, how, what do we usually, how do we, do we usually start the pitch? With uh, um, I think it's the same, and then we just say it's say. an extra special, not extra yeah. special, but it's a special right. episode. All right. Talking about their favorite themes on silver screen, they'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was spoiler free? It's time for single best scene. Hi, I'm oh, shit. So sorry. Hi. <laughs> we can do it together. <laughs> I know, it's hard without the actual track. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're working on it. I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week we have an extra special episode for you. Mm-hmm. A pitch for... Always a Witch. Yes, I am pitching this charming TV show for you guys this week called Always a Witch. It's on Netflix. And we also did our Elite full-length episode. Watch Elite if you haven't seen Elite. Watch Elite again. And so this is sort of in the same category of Spanish-language Netflix show international that I've enjoyed enjoyed watching at least. I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of Always a Witch. When I saw you put on the schedule. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how it even came across my Netflix suggestions because it's possible that I'd already seen Elite, like whatever. And, and it was like and suggested. It, and it, right, yeah. Um, because it's in Spanish and it's a teen drama, so okay. Oh, I didn't but, know that. Um, well, it's technically like a rom-com, I guess. A fantasy rom-com. I mean, sign me I up. know, right. I, when you did it, I thought it was going to be, because you've done Dick Van Dyke, I thought mm-hmm. this was maybe some sort of like knockoff mm-hmm, Bewitched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that makes sense. And I was like, interesting. Sophie's doing like a another <laughs> old, old show. Or like no, it's another new. kind of like PG, like G right. show. I mean, this show isn't super graphic. It's pretty mild. I don't know what the rating is on it, but... It used to be on, like, public TV in Columbia, oh. I think. Okay. Well, I'm why don't you sure. explain it for me and our uh, um, our loyal listeners? Right. Okay. So, Always a Witch is about Carmen, a 19-year-old girl who is a slave and a witch in the, like, 1870, or, no, sorry, 1600s in Columbia. Okay. So this whole thing is set in Colombia, in Cartagena. 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 Oh, and, Real Housewives of New York. Um, uh, right. I know anything about Cartagena. <laughs> um, she is able to, uh, well, not able to. She accidentally tra- time travels herself All to right. present day. So we've got that, like, double time plot thing going on although she doesn't go back and forth very much especially at the beginning because she's trapped like she doesn't know how she got to our current era but she's of course this like girl from the 1600s and is like okay sorry I'm not explaining this well I have abandoned the the script you wrote yourself no I'm abandoning the wikipedia summary because it's not making like it's not explaining it correctly whatever so she and there's something that the house that she wakes up in in 
2019 or whatever is the same house she was living in. She was working in. Oh, okay. So like the house is the same. So she, and that's like part of it, right? Is like, she understand, like she's familiar with the house because that's where she was living before. Um, and then there's kind of like a note passing thing in one of the cracks in the house. I don't really know. It is a fantasy show. So it starts to get a little with all that stuff, but it's, you know, not too hokey, I don't think. Um, she falls in love. She is in love with somebody in her real time, mm-hmm. like in 16-whatever. But... Obviously, and he's super dead <laughs> today. Well, they're like... <laughs> she. It takes her a while to figure out exactly what's going on and like that she's in a whole different era and whatever. But the house used to be like a farm or plantation whatever single family and in 2020 or 2019 it's a hostile type place okay so oh so they've like different characters young kids coming coming and going right right right. and like they let her stay on and work there so she because she like obviously has no money and nowhere to when she appears in 2020 she has like nowhere no, no money, no skills. Right, no, no money, no skills, no, like, all this stuff. And so so part of, like, the the number one plot of the first half, or of the first, there's two seasons of the first season, is her just trying to figure out how to get back. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gets involved with the school. There's some professors, and she ends up meeting people in the way who she ends up explaining that, you know, so a couple people know that she is and they don't think she's crazy, I guess. And whatever. Anyway, it's just like, it's a corny teen drama with fantasy because she's a witch. And that's about it. It's in Spanish. So you're going to have to read the subtitles, but if you have necessary to watch it in Spanish, or do you think people could do Dubbed English um, for this one. I'm sure you could do the dubbed English. I always prefer mm-hmm. just to read the subtitles. But it's cute. It's an easy watch. It's like, I think, eight, 16 or 18 episodes total for season one and season two. They haven't confirmed or denied if a season three is going to get picked up. But it premiered Feb 1, 2019 on Netflix. And it was created by a woman named Anna Maria Parra. And it's inspired by a book called Yo Bruja, which is like I, Tanya, but I, witch. Yeah. I was going to say, I know what both of those words mean in Spanish, and I have like no Spanish-speaking background. By a woman named Isadora Chacon. Sorry if I said her name wrong. Um, But, and you know, everyone's cute and... There's always a, there's a professor for me to fall in love with, so I always You're appreciate sold. You're that. Like, like it's set on college um, campus. Right, yeah, exactly. And I gave the pilot a 10 out of 10 because I kept watching this random witch show in Spanish. Right, so right, right. It had to have been pretty convincing. Um, <laughs> and what's great about it is it's a fun teen drama. It has a gorgeous set because they're in... Columbia, so it looks sunny. It basically looks like Southern California, but just a little different, which is kind of nice, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not sh- shot in Southern California like right. everything like, else yeah. on TV. I, know, I love when people are like, we were in Toronto. I was like, I could tell. It was nice. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. not a soundstage. Mm-hmm, right, yeah, seriously. I mean, it's a soundstage in Toronto. <laughs> in Toronto, but. yeah. And 
I think if you love Elite, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or Vampire Diaries, you'll like this show. Well, shit. My drunk tell was watching <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, <laughs> up until recently when I realized nothing happens on that show. No. So maybe I'll give this a try. Yeah. This, I mean, those three shows are like very up my alley. Yeah, they're, they're it's just a fun, fun show. Um, I would try and stick with it at least two episodes just because, or maybe three. It's been a while since I watched it, but there's, of course, a twist. As soon as she right. tells somebody, then somebody else, you know, that's like more people are in the know and are trying to help her. And there's also definitely like an evil witch who's trying to prevent her from traveling back in time. So there are like actual adversaries in addition to it sort of needing to be a secret that she's can do magic. Right. Um, Whether sorry you believe or not. It, there is actually a fair amount of doubt in this. Show. It's not like everyone is like wholesale buying, buying into witchcraft. Right. Like there is right. like speculation. There are like, it's contemporary, you know, it's a college campus. So people are like open-minded and stuff, but it's not like, like I'm right. pretty sure. Oh, yeah, no, I for sure a hundred percent believe you're a slave witch. From the <laughs> right. No, no, no. Yeah, that seems like kind of a hard sell to. Yeah. Well, also it's possible that like culturally it's a little more. Like, oh, okay, like you magic. might be able to do, and maybe not like capital M magic, but, um, you know, like they were, um, Latin America loved that fortune teller guy from Mexico. They did a documentary about him on Netflix, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I mean, I, I do think now. like, like the... Just like more spirits, yeah, and yeah, like the um, like voodoo doll, like that yeah, type of right, stuff. Yeah, right, exactly. I feel like, and I don't. There's know. There's like more cultural, significant, um, like Day of the Dead. Like there's right, right, there's right. A little bit more of like a uh, other like spe- other right, right, spiritual other world mm-hmm, Right, it's like a little bit more built in. So I, I think I thought that at the time. I was like, okay, well, that would make sense if your grandma thought she was, you know, could talk to spirits then maybe you like this random call you're like moment. okay sure yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i don't know no it sounds interesting anyway. did you say it was 30 minutes or um do you remember i mean i yeah, think it's an hour yeah let me look dun, dun, dun. and the main girl is so pretty and she has the prettiest hair um, Serena Vanderwoodson vibes. That beautiful hair <laughs> you don't have to be you don't have to be a good character if you have great hair these days right yeah tell me to just tell you like episode length like is a 30 minute or 40 like is an hour long at the top like always a witch is a let's see if i can find it we'll do a competition of who can find this faster she was a witch and slave from 1646 okay oh right okay the premise like how the show kicks off is Carmen, our main character, is accused of witchcraft in her 1646 time and is set to burn at the stake. Ah, According to the new ways that the Spanish Inquisition that arrived and colonized Colombia, that's their um, policy. And so she gets imprisoned and is waiting for her execution. And she makes a deal with a wizard and... He gives her ability, the ability to time travel in exchange for a favor, but she can't use magic in when she gets to the new time, so 2019. But there's also, I don't know, there's some 
evil wizards that are also out to get her. Yeah. It looks like those episodes are uh, between like 35 and 45 minutes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, that sounds interesting. I didn't even know it existed. So, yeah, there I like Taylor Swift. Yes, there is. <laughs> there is some criticism because there is a slave slave master romance, which is controversial and you know not great. Um, and the lead character's willingness re- to return to the 1600s, which is like where she was enslaved, whereas in 2019 she's not. Right. But I think her mother and her boyfriend are in I mean, I get wanting to go times. back to your life before. Yeah. Um, but on the bright side, oh, she's with her slave master's son. That's right. Who's white. So not a good luck for the show in general, but. Um, <laughs> uh, the highlight is, though, that it's strong female black lead. We like Woo-woo. that. We yeah, do. love that. Need to see more Let's of it. see more. So, speaking of Spanish shows, yeah, actually. We got a special two-parter. Two-parter, right. We're going to wrap these into one because Always a Witch is quite short and Money Heist, I hate it. So, <laughs> but you might not. Um, so, Money, while we're on the topic of our Spanish language shows, we've got Money Heist, which you may have seen on your Netflix at some point or another because uh it's like very, it was like trending really it high. It was trending the, high the during the quarantine because I think a season dropped this spring. I believe that. Um, but the show is by the same people who did Elite. Oh, love that show. And so it's in based in Spain and it is the story of a mysterious man known as the professor. So again, I'm already in, um, who recruits a group of eight people you assume they're con artists who they all choose cities as their code names. So Berlin and stuff like that. And they train and then carry out the professor's plan to rob the Royal Mint of Spain. Wow. What a, what a big ask. <laughs> what a big, right. But they prep for like months and <clears throat> this whole thing. And they're trying, their goal is to take 2.4 billion euros. Part of this whole thing is taking 67 people hostage inside the mint. And their plan is to remain inside for 11 days and print the money that they're going to steal. So that's part of the thing, too, is the professor's like, I want to do a huge heist, but I don't want it to hurt anybody. Oh, I And love, so, you know what I mean? It's like I a Robin Hood it, yeah, type a thing. a good criminal, you Right, know? right, right. Like, he's not taking the money from a bank. He's printing it for himself. <laughs> Which is honorable, if anything. Give him the money. Right, right. And so, of course, as soon as they take over and have all these people hostage, they become, you get a whole camp of people set outside, hostage negotiators, et cetera, et cetera. But he's got this whole plan. But of course, if you pick con artists to be your teammates, there's always some... Chance that one of them's going to turn on you. Right, that everyone's going to turn. There's going to be, you know, emotions are running high, et cetera, et cetera. And so the show had a lot of potential for me. Right. And also, three characters from Elite are on Money Heist. Is that correct? Yes. We've got Christian. Shows back up again. See, that's why I'm mad at Money Heist. Because, like, I loved Christian as a Mm -hmm. character on Elite. And so I was really mad when he left. Yeah. Christian's on it. He's one of the younger ones. Of course, Nano is on it, too. Elite. He's 
on one of the older ones. And then Marina. Oh, Marina. Is, is a student who, because like a group of students are on a tour of the Mint when this heist happens. Oh. And she's actually a main character because she is an ambassador's daughter. You know, like, she has that energy. Yeah. Like, I think she's the UK ambassador's daughter. So that was part of this whole plan. Like, the professor based this plan around the fact that her school was going to be on tour and she was going to be there because then she's actually valuable as a person, right? Right, right. She's, like, part of the ransom. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Essentially, right. She's part of the ransom. And also then it kind of throws off the trail of, like, who could be doing this because then it's kind of terrorism. You Smart. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so, the show sounds like it has a ton of potential. Yes, has a ton of potential. So my problem with it is that I explained the plot to you, right? Most shows, you would then see ten epi- nine episodes of... Lead up. Yeah, eight or nine episodes of planning. Right. Or like getting the troops. Getting to getting know each to other. Right, right, right. Collecting, right. Collecting your troops, making the plan, learning backstory about everybody, yada, yada, yada. And then... The finale and the lead up to the finale are the heist. This show, the whole show is the fucking heist. That seems very, like, anxiety-inducing. It's incredibly anxiety-inducing. It's exhausting to watch because it's 60 straight minutes of stress because they're in the middle of a fucking heist. Yeah, I mean, I guess (laughs) what they did in a way, I mean, I haven't seen it, obviously, but, like, so is it getting in is the easy part. So then each yeah. episode is just them doing something else. It's kind of like, I wonder if, and I mean, I don't think you would know this, but like if they were inspired by like 24, the TV show. I'm sure they were. Where it was like each episode's a day and there's like yes. 24 episode seasons, which I personally didn't like because in my mind, I'm like, how the fuck does this much happen in one day? Right. Like, I'm supposed to believe that you were awake from 12 to 12 and this many things happened. Right. No, seriously. I'm assuming they did take that like some sort of inspiration. some inspiration from that show because and it's not as rigid you know it's not like one episode is one hour or one episode is one day but definitely the whole fucking show is the heist and so I it's like a, it takes place over 11 days is the first yes okay. I guess I, I did not know that until I read the summary of the show to be clear because I did not make it that far I made it to episode like three or four when I was like oh no this really is that's this how this is going to be so it's also our first pitch where we don't like the show yeah welcome well, to her. what it welcome sounds to being like friends with Sophie. when we don't like shows but maybe I would give it another try in a less stressful like time not, like not in a pandemic not in a pandemic or a- maybe after the election, maybe after COVID, you know, you are resting up from getting your COVID shot. Right, um, right, right. Post-vaccine, <laughs> like, post back to normal. Post-vaccine, like your I'm- plans for the weekend are to go out to bars and eat dinner with your friends. Right. You cough. Make and out with random boys. Remember that? Yeah, like you cough and you don't Im- immediately right. think like, well, I've got it. Now I have to tell everyone I've ever met. And I'm going to kill sick. my mother. And right. Um, so, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I can see how maybe like during a less stressful during time. During a less stressful time. If you're into like high energy shows, that's what um, I would do. This show. Actually, I said Always a Witch was the one that was on TV first, but I think actually this one was. Oh, okay. I think that it was on Spanish TV and then it got picked up by Netflix. And the, na- the title of the show in Spanish is La Casa del Papel, which means paper house. Right. Which makes so much more sense. Than Money Heist. Than Money Heist. Or at least it's 
punnier because it's like house of cards right right, right. it's like the same like energy it's like house of like the paper house which is it's where they're printing it right? right they're actually printing the money and that's what they're staking but yeah exactly like it's how easy it was for these guys to come in and do this also and how easy how fragile how like how easy it will be for them to not come out right like, yeah exactly this whole thing is like a ticking that's a smart name right no for sure i do think it's smarter than money house but i money heist, heist. but i don't think paper house would have done well in no they had to give it like a catchy we would be little like, phrase no yeah no thanks and i guess okay so there's two seasons that are broken into four parts the original run had 15 episodes and it was on a spanish network in spain and it started may 2nd 2017 okay and then Netflix acquired the streaming rights in late 2017. They recut the series into 22 shorter episodes and then re-released it all. And then in 20, April 2018, Netflix renewed it with a significantly increased budget. And they gave them 16 new episodes. And part three, with eight episodes, it was released July 2019. Part four is what released this April. Okay, that makes sense. It is crazy to me how, and I feel like Netflix does it like quieter than other networks, right? Like when Hulu acquires a show, it's usually been canceled off of a network mm-hmm. and it's been pretty popular. So Hulu will acquire it mm-hmm. and re-release it, but like keeping the original format intact. Right. Whereas I feel like Netflix comes in and buys these shows that people then right. assume are truly Netflix originals. <laughs> yes. Like yes, you yes. was on Lifetime. Like there's so many shows that are on Netflix that mm-hmm. people will say like, oh, that's just a Netflix show. Right. Because of the not. way they yeah. just do like sneakier deals. But like, <laughs> I feel like this one, they at least like recut the like that's just crazy right yeah they really they, changed like, it yeah changed the format of the show from what they mm-hmm. had originally sold it but I, yeah. I guess you just want money at that point yeah seriously and i guess and a broader audience because like we for sure global we were never going to see Spanish it TV. in spain right yeah so this july netflix renewed the show for a fifth and final part and i suppose according to this the two parts of the first season are this heist and then two parts of the second season or the second season is a second heist. Oh, okay. And I see that they've shot in Thailand and Italy and Panama. So I guess they're going to go global like with... around on these heists. Right. Yeah, with part two. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's won a ton of Spanish TV awards. Where is the chart? It's interesting because, yeah, like, so obviously, I, I don't think that the Spanish television shows have had, like necessarily like a resurgence but i do think with like a global reach and more money and all of this stuff we're getting content from other countries that mm-hmm. we would have obviously never gotten right. before which also then profits their account like their economies as well because if this could be on you know yeah it's like a global more like a bigger audience for them yeah. right exactly and so like even talking about them i know seriously right um so the pilot score was seven out of ten from stress alone okay that's what knocked it down three for me. And then what's great about it is high energy. The characters are really dynamic and the characters are really interesting that are the heist people. And the whole story is complicated, but it's not too complicated, right? Like you, you can follow. There's not like a bunch of other random shit going on. It's just the heist. Like, yeah, I think it helps when the characters that are also a part of the heist, like have to like, it has to be dumbed down for them too, right? Like mm-hmm. if they had all like experienced con artists, but like since right. you said like the guy, I can't, I wish I knew Christian's real name. I have no clue, but like uh, Christian yeah. from like, he was playing a younger guy. So he probably needed, you know, like they had to like dumb it down for everybody. Right. Well, and of course, and, like, like love is what ruins everything. Like yeah. there's always like all these love triangles and 
so you like that unfolds too. <laughs> I might give this, I mean, I know I say this every time you do a pitch because that's the point of these. Is mm-hmm. We're just going to talk about all the things we love about it, but I've been missing elite so much. Like when it pops up on my, like when I'm going through my list on, um, Netflix. Cause it's like, I don't really, I don't really watch Netflix shows anymore. I feel like I'm right. like so like Hulu based right now. And so whenever I go and look for something, because we did the podcast episode and I rewatched so many episodes of elite, it's like, you know, one of the more recent things. And I'm always like, right. oh, I wish that I like had a new season of elite with the same characters. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I've been looking for something to fill the hole. In, right, the, in my yeah. heart, where elite, where elite sadly ended. <laughs> I know. My, Ugh. my characters are gone. Well, they'll come back. Not, Not all, all of them. Yeah. Wow. During the robbery, one of the hostages falls in love with one of the captors and becomes an accomplice. I bet that's Marina. <laughs> I bet that's God. how she stays on the show. Um. No, it says she's a secretary. Oh, it is Miguel Haran. It plays Rio. Okay. Right, a young hacker. Anyway, um, yeah, and so I guess to wrap this up, if you like Elite 24 or The Blacklist, you will, you should give the show a try. I would watch it at least until episode three. That's when I gave up. <laughs> see, let's see if you can get farther than Sophie. If you can get farther than me, then go for it. We will put the trailer to this show and the other one in the show notes, or of course you can just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll w- be faster. <laughs> www.google.com. <laughs> but no, check out our website. Mm-hmm. Yes. We Everything <laughs> you need is there. We made one and all the info you need is there. And uh, any final thoughts? Are no. Good? Great. Great. All right. uh, should we say adios? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Adios. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene, or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.